Attention all BSN listeners, really excited to tell you guys about some game-changing coffee. Of course you guys know what it is. It's StravaCraft coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. No joke, guys. Their reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out. So this CBD-infused coffee has actually taken away long-term migraines along with back pain and arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is also all natural, not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. No better way to start your day off than with a nice cup of Strava Craft coffee. So check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. What is going on, guys? Welcome into the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harris Wind here, back from a little vacation. Had to take about a week off and just reset, get the mind right, get the body right for this upcoming Nugget season, which is rapidly approaching. We've got under a month left until training camp. So hope you guys enjoyed some of the shows that we put out while I was gone. BSN Denver's Andre Simone, who I've had on the show before, took over for me over the last week or so. So Big shout out to him for carrying my weight over these last few days. I hope you guys kept listening. As always, we are presented by Total Beverage, where you can get 30% off your purchase of $25 or more by using the code BSN2019. You can do that online or on the Total Beverage app. Of course, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area and also now has CBD products as well. Make sure to check them out for all your liquor, wine, beer, spirits, and CBD needs. This week, this weekend, they also carry Breckenridge Brewery beers. Make sure to get your hands on some Strawberry Sky, the beer of the summer. You guys know that, though, from listening to this podcast, or if you've had Strawberry Sky, I bet you agree with me. So here's what I'll do on today's show. We're going to talk FIBA World Cup. Serbia's two games into this thing. The U.S. is two games into this thing. So is Spain. I'm going to focus most of my attention today on Serbia and what Nikola Jokic has done over Serbia's first two games of the tournament. And also just kind of going to get into some observations uh, that I've had about Serbia's first two games. Jokic, of course, continuing to come off the bench for Team Serbia. I'll give you some thoughts and uh, some reasons why Serbia is doing that too. Also, he's playing a lot of power forward and what a potential Serbia versus U.S., gold medal game or elimination game could come down to. I've got some thoughts on what Serbia might need to do to topple the U.S., who almost lost early Tuesday morning to Turkey. I don't know if any of you guys caught that game, but if the U.S. can't stop and can't hold Chetty Osman, Ersan Ilyasova, and Fergan Korkmaz under 90 points, not quite sure how they're going to limit Nikola Jokic, Nemanja Bielica, and Bogdan Bogdanovic, that trio that Serbia is going to bring to the table. So U.S. might be in a little bit of trouble. I think they probably should still be the favorites in this World Cup just because of their talent alone. And yeah, they had an off night against Turkey, but look, top to bottom, no team, not Serbia, not Spain, no team can come close to matching Team USA's talent. But just from a chemistry, from a camaraderie standpoint, I think Team Serbia has a great shot. So I'll give you some more thoughts on what a potential matchup between those two teams could come down to in a little bit. I want to remind you guys, if you have questions for the show, the best way to 
get in questions, to have top priority on getting your questions read, you've got to be a BS Endeavor subscriber. How you do that, bsendeavor.com backslash subscribe. We got some deals going right now regularly. You know, it's just a couple bucks a month for a subscription. It regularly costs as much as a cup of coffee to be subscribed to Nuggets, Avalanche, Broncos, Rockies, and CU and CSU daily analysis, daily reporting, exclusive coverage that you can't get anywhere else. But we do still have a sale going on for Broncos camp. So under the promo code Broncos camp, B-R-O-N-C-O-S-C-A-M-P, all one word, all capitals, and you can get BS Endeavor subscription for only $2.91 a month. All our content comes in audio form as well. Uh, but let, let's get back to it. FIBA World Cup. So Serbia goes to 2-0 and with uh, another blowout win over the Philippines. Serbia's group for this thing, they're in a group with Philippines, Angola, who they've both played and both beaten handily. They've also got a matchup with Italy looming here on Wednesday, which will definitely be their best test of the tournament so far. They should still handle Italy, but it will be a much tougher opponent than either Angola or Philippines. Uh, they played Angola on Saturday to open things. 105-59, a pretty easy win for Serbia there, as expected. Nikola Jokic in that matchup against Angola goes for 14 points on 4-5, shooting 1 of 2 from 2-point range, 3 of 3 from 3-point range, 5 rebounds, 6 assists in just over 22 minutes of action. And then Serbia on Monday eases past Philippines, 126-67. to And Jokic again plays around 19 minutes off the bench, 11 points, was 5-5 five five from the field, 4-4 four four from 2-point range, hit his 1-3, seven rebounds, and seven assists. So if you're really good at math, you can probably add those numbers up. But in two games, two FIBA World Cup games, this isn't counting all the exhibition games that I have talked about and covered at length where Jokic looked really good as well. It was putting in just big numbers in little amounts of playing time. But he goes for a total of 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 13 assists in two games. He's missed a grand total of one shot from the field. He's missed one two-pointer. He's at all four of his threes, missed one free throw as well, but he's missed one shot in two games for Serbia so far at the World Cup. And in typical Jokic fashion, his plus-minus numbers have looked stupid, just as a lot of guys on Serbia have in these two blowout wins. He's a plus 40 in 19 minutes against Philippines, a plus 40, a plus 31 in 22 minutes against Angola. So, Nikola Jokic, he's up to his old tricks. He's been just as good as advertised. He looks like the same guy he was at the end of last season, which is really great news for the Nuggets. You know, that's what they were hoping he would be. So a really good start to the tournament for him. I'll be interested to see how he looks against Daniil Gallinari in Italy here on Wednesday. I think he should have another really big game. But the biggest storyline, I guess, around this Serbian team, at least from what I'm hearing on Twitter, what I'm hearing from you guys, what I'm hearing from Nuggets fans, people that I just talk to every day, why is he coming off the bench, right? Why is Nikola Jokic a guy who got the first team All-NBA center spot last year, was the best center in the NBA last year, who was named to the All-Star team last year, first time in his career, was fourth in MVP voting last year, was probably the best player in both of the Nuggets' 
two playoff series in April and May last season. No, this was just like four months ago. Why is he coming off the bench for Serbia? He's the second best player in the FIBA World Cup behind Giannis. I ranked my top 20 guys at the FIBA World Cup with Andre Simone a couple weeks ago. I had Giannis first, Jokic second, Rudy Gobert third. I feel like those are pretty clearly the top three. Jokic is clearly number two in my mind. So why is this guy coming off the bench, right? It's not like Giannis is coming off the bench. It's not like Rudy Gobert is coming off the bench. There are a couple reasons that I can identify why this is the case. And I did lay some of them out in an article, which kind of summed up a lot of these same observations that I'm talking about here that's posted to bsndenver.com right now. The first one is, I think Serbia wants to give Jokic a pretty light workload here, at least early in the tournament. He just set a new career high in minutes for the Nuggets, right? He played in 80 games last season. The only two he missed were the one he was suspended for and that late season matchup against Portland where Denver rested a bunch of their key guys. So he did that in the regular season and then had that grueling postseason, seven games against the Spurs, seven games against the Blazers, just a really taxing playoff run. And he's never played into the middle of April and May before because this was his first playoff appearance. So he was exhausted after the season, just like everybody was. You know, and playing for the Serbian national team this summer, something he's wanted to do and something he takes great pride in, that means he's going to have the shortest offseason of his career. The shortest offseason of his NBA career. He's at the FIBA World Cup right now. It wraps up middle of September. Training camps begin the last week of September. So there's not a lot of downtime for him this offseason. And so I think. The thinking from Serbia's side is, and the Nuggets probably aren't too upset about this either. You know, let's really ease him into things here. We probably don't need him a lot, especially early in this tournament. They didn't necessarily need him that much against the Philippines and Angola. Probably won't really need him to play heavy, heavy minutes until much later on in the tournament when they're going up against Spain and the U.S., maybe Australia, Lithuania, France, obviously, with Gobert. Let's just ease him into things. Let's play him around 20 minutes a night, maybe 25 minutes a night if we really need to, and not burn him out because he get a long regular season. And this is a really important tournament for us. Let's save him for when we really need him. So I think that's one reason why he's not starting and not playing tons and tons of minutes right now. Another one is that he arrived at Serbia training camp around two weeks after some of his other teammates did and that's something that a lot of NBA players do after the regular season or playoffs ends and you know if they're representing their countries just to try to get some more off time and downtime get off their feet longer you know before the FIBA World Cup starts so that's pretty uh, normal and also Serbia used the exhibition schedule that they had in I think these first two games to really experiment with different lineups and different combinations and see who works well together, see who doesn't work as well together, play Jokic at the four a little bit. So there's a lot of experimenting going on. And also, finally, the final point on this, starting in European international basketball, it's not the same as starting in the NBA. 
Like there's a definite stigma and people, players take a ton of pride in starting in the NBA. And like you ask guys like Will Barton and being the starting small forward or starting shooting guard, being in the starting lineup is so important to him. And that's the case for a lot of NBA players. Like I'm looking at you, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, but it's not the same in Europe. It doesn't carry that same weight. It's not important in Europe. Bogdan Bogdanovich came off the bench in a few of these games for Serbia as well. So it's just not the same in that regard. It's about who finishes games. It's not about who starts. It's just a different kind of philosophy over there. So you know, that's probably another central reason why he's not starting. It's just not viewed the same in Europe and international basketball as it is here. So Serbia's next matchup against Italy on Wednesday morning, probably a little too early. Like these games have been tipping off at 6.30 or 7. Probably a little too early to have a beer brewed by Breck Brewing, the official beer of BSN Denver. But, you know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. So these games are always a little more enjoyable with a Breck brew in your hand. It's the official beer of BSN Denver, and you guys know about Breck Brewery by now. Established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. I bet you guys have had their delicious vanilla porter or their oatmeal stout. Most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, their classic American amber ale. But their newly released beer called Strawberry Sky is something that you guys are going to love. I'll stake my whole reputation to it. Strawberry Sky is the beer of the summer. I've never heard somebody try it and say they were disappointed. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a lighthearted Kolsch Ale. For those of you who don't know what a Kolsch Ale is, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So keep an eye out for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breck beer. Also make sure to look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. You'll be able to see all the events that we have planned, and of course, we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Before we move on into some more World Cup analysis, some more thoughts on Serbia's performance and how they might stack up against Team USA, this from Green Mountain Dental. As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. I'd say that. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. All right, back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Total Beverage. Another observation that I've formed here over Serbia's first two games of the World Cup and really throughout a lot of their exhibition games and at least the ones Jokic played in, he's playing a lot of power forward. He is. Kind of a throwback to when he was playing with Yusef Nurkic here in Denver, which it didn't go so well, but I think Jokic is probably a little more equipped to play power forward now than he was then, and also in international ball, it's just a little different. So he's been playing with a lot of other bigs, and it's probably smart for Serbia to play this way because the strength of Serbia's team is probably on the interior. They've got a trio of seven-footers that they play behind Jokic, ahead of Jokic, with Jokic, Sorry if I'm butchering the pronunciation on any of these names, but Miroslav Radulica, Nikola Milutinov, and Boban Marjanovic. You probably are familiar with Boban. He's gone up against Jokic countless times here 
over the last couple of years. He's on Dallas now, so Denver will still see him a lot. Also, Jokic says he's one of his best friends in the league, if not his best friend. But Serbia's coach is a big fan of playing two big men, two seven-footers at a time. He'll have Jokic on the floor with any one of those three. He'll play two of those guys together as well. He also will at times have Jokic at the five and Nemanja Bjelica, who is probably Serbia's third best player. I always think he's severely underrated, but it probably goes Jokic, Bogdan Bogdanovic, and then Bjelica. But the lineup I think Serbia really needs to go to here uh, is Jokic at the five, Bjelica at the four, and then three guards. But anyway, Serbia's coach... Clearly a big fan of the two big look because that's what they play a lot of the time. And look, it's tough to take too much away from just how Serbia's looked as a team against Angola and the Philippines. Quite frankly, it's like watching Zion Williamson in high school just dunking over a bunch of four foot eight kids, especially that game against the Philippines. I felt pretty bad for that team. But it seems like that's going to be the look that we should be expecting from Serbia over the remainder of the tournament. If they go up against a team like the U.S., that might be tough considering the U.S. has been playing a lot of just one big looks with uh, Jason Tatum or Harrison Barnes at the four. But anyways, Jokic has looked really good as a playmaker from the elbows, from the high post. He had a couple really nice lobs to Radulica in that game against the Philippines. He had an oop to him, had a nice little drop off to him, bounce pass uh, as his fellow big was cut into the hoop. He had this whip around left-handed behind the back pass that Radulica couldn't quite handle. Uh, But anyway, they've shown some nice chemistry, and you get some vibes of Jokic Kenneth Freed when you're seeing Jokic playmake from the elbow, from the high post, from the top of the key with Serbia. Like, remember how Kenneth Reed would just stand in that dunker spot, maybe even a little under the basket when Jokic would be operating, and then he'd throw him lobs, throw him dump-off passes. That's kind of the vibe you get with Jokic and how he's being used with Serbia right now. He's, you know, firing darts all over the floor, initiating the offense, but also has really good chemistry with his other fellow big man. And I feel like we didn't see as much of that last season with Paul Millsap, but We're going to see that a lot next season with Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant is much more of that type of Kenneth Freed athlete who can attack the basket and sky for lobs and hang out in that dunker spot than Millsap is. So we'll continue to see that from Jokic this summer and into next year as well. But overall, he's looked very good, Jokic has. He's looked like the player he was last year, not exuding a ton of energy in these games because Quite frankly, he doesn't have to. looks like he's barely breaking a sweat out there. But, you know, he's dominating. I, I just listed off the numbers before, but he's missed one shot from the field. He's playing his game, passing up good shots for better shots. He's playing unselfishly, never rushed, always in control, just showing incredible patience and basketball IQ. And I think he has Serbia in a position to challenge for the gold medal. That's for sure. I think if you're looking at the contenders right now, it's going to be the U.S., Serbia, Spain, maybe France, but France just never seems to like come together as a team for these international competitions. They've got all the talent in the world, like Rudy Gobert, obviously, Evan Fournier, Nicolas Batum, Axel Dupont, former Nugget, 
who, for the record, I'm still a believer in. But they just never seem to perform well in these tournaments. Australia people like. I'm not as high on them, though. Lithuania should be decent. Serbia had a couple close battles with them in those exhibition games in the lead-up to the World Cup. So there's a lot of talent, and I think Serbia can definitely beat the U.S. if those two were to meet in a gold medal game because they have the talent, but even more so they have the chemistry and the camaraderie that the U.S. just doesn't have. You saw it in that U.S. game against Turkey this morning, Tuesday morning, if you guys are watching it. A lot of the time, it just really looks like Team USA is a group of players that were assembled just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, quite frankly, they were. So that's not super surprising. But then you watch Serbia play, and they look like a team that's been playing together for years. And Team USA is never going to get that type of chemistry throughout this tournament. Serbia seems to already have it. And I think that's a big reason why I could definitely see them being the U.S. if those two teams were to match up. Serbia also just has the talent as well. I mean, I hit on a couple of these guys already, but the big names for Serbia that you got to watch out for, Jokic, obviously, Marjanovic, who's getting all the backup minutes. He hasn't really started any of these games. So that goes back to what I was saying earlier. It, it really does not seem to matter for Serbia who's starting, who's coming off the bench. It's just a lot different, the philosophy there and the philosophy behind it than it is here in the NBA. Bogdan Bogdanovic will probably lead Team Serbia in scoring on most nights. Definitely one of the better shooters in the tournament. Just an absolute knockdown guy from three. He can get to the hoop as well. And then Bielica is probably the X factor for Serbia. Uh, I think he's severely underrated. It has been for years. He's actually Bogdanovic's teammate on the Kings, but he can do a little bit of everything too. He's 6'10", can rebound, can shoot, can score, solid defender, and he's probably the X factor for them. Like If he's playing at the peak of his powers, I think Serbia just gets elevated to another level. He had 20 against the Philippines, and if they play him at the 4 with Jokic at the 5, like if that's their closing lineup, I think that could be kind of their death lineup, if you will. They've got solid guard play, Serbia does. Not a ton of guys who are going to necessarily fill it up, but guys who certainly can play their role and put the Bogdanoviches of the world, the Bielitsas, the Jokic's of the world in positions to score. They don't turn it over a ton, Serbia's guards either, so they're just solid. And they've got a couple shooters as well outside of Bogdanovic. Marko Simonovic, who pretty much looks like a guy who's been playing at a YMCA for the last 20 years and can barely get up and down the court, but you can't leave alone in the corner or on the wing because he'll just splash a three right in your eye. He's 33 years old, the oldest guy on Serbia. He's balding. He's got gray hair, but he's an absolute marksman from three. Hit over 40% of his threes for Zenit, one of the top teams in Russia last year. So he's probably Serbia's biggest threat from three outside of Bogdanovic. And then, like I said, Serbia just surrounds their key guys with Guys who just know their role. So a couple of just crazy stats from Serbia over these first couple games here. 75% from the field. That's what Serbia shot against the Philippines. That's the most efficient shooting performance in a World Cup game since at least 1990 when that statistic was being tracked. And Serbia also had 37 assists against the Philippines. It's the most they've ever recorded in a FIBA World Cup game. So offensively, Serbia will be able to score with anybody. 
And that's why I'm going to go back to an earlier point here real quick, because if the U.S. struggled to hold Turkey to under 90 points, and they certainly did, I don't see how they're going to stop Serbia. What I think it will come down to if the U.S. and Serbia were to meet, and what I think it could come down to if Serbia wants to win the gold here in China, it's going to be on the defensive end of the floor. They'll be able to score, but can they string together stops defensively? The only thing you're worried about if you're looking at Serbia How are they going to stop the Jason Tatums of the world? How are they going to stop the Donovan Mitchells, the Kemba Walkers of the world? Their wings are solid. They know how to play their role. They know what they're doing. They're smart, high IQ players on both ends of the floor. None of them scream lockdown defender, though. And that's probably the one concern I have with Serbia going forward. Can they defend at a higher enough level to keep Team USA's guys Team USA's top scorers in check, especially on nights when Team USA is really just humming offensively. If you guys want to read some more of my thoughts about Serbia's first two games and what I thought of Nikola Jokic's performance here against the Philippines, check out bsendeavor.com. I've got an article up right now kind of explaining a few of the points I went over, but a few of the ones I didn't. also included a bunch of video there from some of Jokic's standout moments from that game against the Philippines. Make sure you check out the behind-the-back pass that I clipped there. would have been maybe the assist of the tournament if Radulica could have held on to it, but he fumbled it a little bit. Just washing away what could have been an incredible Jokic assist. If you're not a subscriber, hit up bsendenver.com backslash subscribe and use the code BRONCOSCAMP, all one word, all capitals, to get 60% off a BS Endeavor subscription. With that deal, a membership comes out to just $2.91 a month. You also get a free t-shirt of your choice with this deal. Just put out a new Bronco shirt. Just put out a CU Buff shirt for this game against Nebraska. I don't know if you guys have seen or are familiar with the meme of a crying Nebraska fan from a CU Nebraska matchup way back when, but that's now on one of our shirts. It's been a hot seller and you can get it as well from bsndenver.com. And of course, all our written content is in audio form too. So if you don't have time to read our stories, you can have them read to you. Pretty cool thing that we're doing over at BSN Denver. I do want to quickly hit on what Mason Plumley's been up to, what Juancho Hernan Gomez has been up to as well. First, though, a quick word from our friends at Strava Craft Coffee. You guys know by now, but Strava Craft Coffee is a game-changing coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines along with back pain and arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. Pretty much, you name it, CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. Also, the coffee is just flat-out rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout. You'll get it shipped straight to your door. So wrapping up those thoughts about Serbia, what they've done at the World Cup so far. Tough to really draw too many conclusions from those first two games. You couldn't ask for two easier opponents to open the World Cup against if you're Serbia, Angola, and the Philippines, probably two of the worst teams in the field. But Serbia looked as good as advertised for sure. Jokic looks like he's playing really well, really confidently. You've got to be happy about what you've seen from him if you're a Nuggets fan. And the whole thing about him starting, don't think it's that big of a deal, but it's just kind of been a little odd. Like it's 
not a bad thing at all that he's coming off the bench and only playing 20 to 25 minutes a game. Lowers his risk of injury. Kind of saves him a little bit. If you're thinking about this from a Nuggets perspective with the season right around the corner, one of the more highly anticipated seasons in recent memory. Maybe, is this a hot take, but is this the most highly anticipated Nuggets season of all time? I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about that, but I think it might be just with what happened last year, the excitement in the city, and also where the expectations are at for Denver with ESPN putting out a forecast for the Western Conference a couple weeks ago and having Denver as the top team in the West. So with that in mind, Jokic playing 20 to 25 minutes off the bench, it's not the worst thing in the world if you're the Nuggets. So they're probably fine with that. And, you know, he looks good. He's going to play for his country, which is something he hasn't done since 2016, which you know, if you know Nikola Jokic, if you know from what I've been telling you guys on this podcast, if you've heard him talk about Serbia, and read what he thinks about his country and his home, this is so important for him to do. Uh, so it's good that he can do that and represent his country, wear his country's colors, but also not burn himself out. I do expect his minutes to increase, though, for sure. And I would bet he'll probably move into the starting lineup for some of those bigger games, like against France, against Team USA. It's just simply for the fact that if you're Serbia, you probably don't want to be digging yourself out of a hole or putting yourself in a position where you could have to dig yourself out of an early hole against some of those bigger and more talented offensive teams. Spain is also 2-0 in this thing for them. Two easy wins as well, although they faced a little bit stiffer of competition than Serbia has with Angola and the Philippines. Uh, Spain, they beat Puerto Rico 73-63 and then beat Tunisia, who uh, they smoked pretty easily 101-62. On the Wancho front, he's been starting for Spain just as he did throughout really all those qualifiers and exhibition matchups. He had eight points in around 23 and a half minutes. So you can just see right there, like Wancho is playing more for Spain than Jokic is for Serbia. And you know, top to bottom, I'd say Serbia and Spain, both very deep. Tough to say who's deeper there. Uh, five rebounds also for Wancho in this win over Puerto Rico. One assist, one steal. And then against Tunisia, you know, Spain shot like nearly 60% from the field and this one over 50% from three. But Wancho goes a perfect 4-4 four, four from the field, 1-1 one one from three, 13 points eight rebounds, so nearly a double-double for him there in just 18 minutes and 31 seconds of playing time. So he's looked solid, definitely over the offseason surgery he had. And if you forget, and it happened a few months ago, so no worries if you did, but he had offseason surgery to repair that core muscle injury he suffered last season. Same surgery Mason Plumley had last summer as well, and I spoke to Plumley. I remember at media day, last fall before the start of last year. And he was like, oh yeah, I did have that surgery. It was so long ago. You just kind of forget about it. And it's not something that takes like so long to get over. There's not a big rehab process for that. So he's fine. And then on the Mason Plumley front, I probably would have hit on this earlier when discussing USA's narrow victory over Turkey that they barely won in overtime, 93-92. But Mason Plumley, only player on the US roster not to play in this matchup. He was used as 
generally, I'd say, the primary backup throughout those exhibition games for Team USA. But gets the DNP CD in this one. Miles Turner started, played a lot, played 28 minutes in this game. Brooke Lopez backed him up, played nearly nine minutes. But with such a narrow victory there over Turkey, I bet Greg Popovich mixes his rotation up a bit and gets Plumlee in there going forward. Uh, so we'll see how the U.S. looks. They play against Japan on Thursday, I believe. So a little bit easier of a matchup for them there. Serbia, like I said, will face Italy Wednesday morning. I think I'll be up for that game, so I'll be tweeting a few tweets out for those of you who are up watching with me. Those listeners that we have in Serbia, I know you guys will be up for sure. And then Spain's next matchup, they've got Iran on Wednesday as well. So a nice, easy matchup for Spain there. With that, I think that's all the time I got for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Glad to be back on the podcast. Sorry I was away, but I had to just reset a little for a week or so before the season finally got here. Uh, but I'm back. I'll be back on the podcast throughout the remainder of the fall and the lead up to the season, obviously throughout the regular season and playoffs as well. Can't wait for it. Thanks for listening and following along as always. If you do have questions for the show, if you're a BSN Denver subscriber, comment in the comment section where this podcast will live on bsndenver.com. That comment section only open to BSN Denver subscribers, and I'll get to your question on next week's show before the first break. For everybody else, email me, wind at bsndenver.com, or drop me a line on Twitter at Harrison Wind. That's all I've got for today. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. So guys, make sure to check them out today. We all have to get our teeth cleaned. We all have to take care of our teeth. So you might as well sign up with Green Mountain Dental and, and get that free Sonicare toothbrush. Give them a call at 303-988-0711 or check them out online to schedule your appointment today.